All right, it's time for another episode of Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Zoner. I'm Colin. And we're back. Welcome, Colin. Thanks, man. Yeah, I, I got no like witty opening <laughs> or anything this time. It's just like No. No chiggers, no <laughs> No, nothing. Nothing. Just here we are. Here we are. Well, I'm, I'm glad we're both alive. Yeah, and it's that's all we can really ask for, right? Yeah. It, it's time for another episode. I mean that that's really all I've got. So um <laughs> yeah. There, there's that. So that's an uh, exciting show opener. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so you did see Rhett and Link though. Um I did. In I did. Concert, the so. concert was great. They did uh they did a bunch of their rap songs, they did some acoustic stuff. They tossed out their their OG video, the uh, Nerds vs. Geeks rap battle, which is cool to see in person. Um, and I haven't seen that video in a super long time, so it was pretty cool to see again. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that in ages either. So yeah, it's weird because like there's there's certain parts of it that I felt <sighs> I'm like an in between them both because I do the tech side with the nerd that they put it in there and then I have the gaming side and so it's it was weird to be like wait I don't know if I believe in this definition that you guys have or not you know I think that that line between geek and nerd is very blurred yeah it used to not be so much it used to be you know the nerd was the math guy that astronomy yeah. guy the science guy really the the book bill dude nye, the science guy oh don't trigger <laughs> me dude uh, <laughs> i hate bill nye so much what oh i oh, hate you are a horrible person oh i would throat punch him if i had the opportunity oh <laughs> as i take a sip of my water and almost spew it out <laughs> i hate bill nye so very much why do you hate him I just the dude's not a science. He, he's an engineer who is a failed stand-up comic who happened to fall ass backwards into a TV show for Disney. And he will always be a part of my childhood. And maybe that's the difference between you and I is that that age difference there. And you have that nostalgia factor for him whereas I just want to beat him. So I, I cannot stand Bill Nye. I, I hate him with the white hot fury of a thousand burning suns. I just so much rage with Bill Nye. Oh my You've started me off on a bad foot here, Colin. I'm but, sorry, man. <laughs> but anyways, it's no, it's, it's all good. I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgot where I was going with that though. Uh, but no, the geek versus nerd thing. You know, it used to be that the the nerds were were the book people, the the science, the math, the I mean, even the history and, and things like that. The more the more education type type of, of field, and the geeks were the you know, let's go play D and D, let's go, you know, whatever the case may be, the non non education type things and now there's such a blurred line between the two that it's and i think that it's actually been that way for a long time but it's i don't know i i fall into both categories in a lot of ways too i suck at math i suck at science but in a lot of ways i mean i'm a history nerd i i'm a tech nerd i i've worked in it for for years and years before i fell into my current job. And I still, I mean, I was sitting in databases for hours the other day. <laughs> I mean, we, we fall into both categories. I think so much that it, it's really hard to, to say, Oh, you're a geek or you're a nerd in this day and age. Yeah. Anyways, let's jump into some news here. Uh, so Nintendo, did you ever play what it was a super Mario run? Yeah, my my nephew was obsessed with it, so we would occasionally play it. I played Temple Run, and I lost interest in that real quick. I thought it was just a horrible yeah, concept. It's not really a game that I went out of my way to play at all. Yeah, um, it was usually when my nephew wanted it, and and there was one 
one night at like midnight that my wife saw me playing it and she decided, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to try it. And so it started becoming a competition to beat each other's scores. <laughs> and we literally stayed up until like four o'clock in the morning playing it. Yeah. I saw Super Mario Run as just basically an extension of Temple Run. I mean, same yeah, type, but totally. same type of concept, but you've got Mario instead. So it never really appealed to me. Yep. Well, Nintendo is is jumping back into the mobile market with Dr. Mario. Now, I never really played the Dr. Mario games. I kind of saw them as just not Tetris. I loved Tetris. Like I I spent hours and hours playing Tetris. But when I saw Dr. Mario on Nintendo, I always just kind of saw it as a Tetris ripoff with Mario instead of <laughs> instead of Russian. I just I never got into it for some reason. But now Nintendo's releasing it for Android and iOS. It actually comes out on July 10th. And of course, it's going to be monetized the same way that every mobile game is. You're going to have your in-app purchases. There's going to be diamonds. You can purchase power-ups. You can, I mean, you name it, the the in-app purchases, however you want to get them, or it's going to be there. Just good old microtransactions again. Yeah, I'm I I hate I hate mobile games. It's ridiculous. I I, I think there was a campaign. We may have talked about it, actually. There was a campaign to completely remove microtransactions. And it actually was coming from, like, from, I believe, a, a government standpoint, not necessarily, like, a petition to remove them from, from phones. And, like, that's the thing. Like, if I'm giving my kid a phone to play games or a tablet to play a couple games on, I don't want them coming up and asking... Hey, can I spend five dollars on on so and so to get more turns in this game so I can play it right now? I started playing um, Harry Potter Wizards Unite. Yeah, and that game is ridiculous when it comes to the energy, the amount of energy that you have because you only you start off with seventy five, and I don't go to a lot of places that have. Uh, spots right now to go into like the chambers and stuff and um, different houses to regain energy. And so you have to pay to get more energy. You got to buy more coins Yep. in order to get all that. And it's just yep. like, how can there be no other way right now for me to get energy in this game? And I get that it's the point of the game is to be active, but with like Pokemon Go, you can stock up. I mean, you could have over 200 Pokeballs and your your turns were like endless pretty much as long as you had that. Unless and you so give your phone to your that kids. It's so microtransaction. Yeah. <laughs> right? Just have your kids go, go and round up the energy. Oh, my kids will blow through my Pokeball stash in like 20 minutes. It drives me oh, nuts. Geez. It's like, where did they all go? Oh, dad, you're down to only Ultra Balls. It's like, I had 300 regular Pokeballs. What happened here? <laughs> I don't know, but I got you a lot of, of Pidgeys. It's like, oh, my goodness, children, what are you doing? But no, it, you're exactly right. Like with Wizards Unite, I, I, I'm digging it so far. But the fact that your energy doesn't slowly regenerate is a huge pitfall for players that are in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like me, I've got I'm in the middle of nowhere for this game. I've got to travel at least a mile, mile and a half, maybe to get anywhere that's got any sort of energy. And I tell you. In the Texas heat, when it's 90 degrees outside, 95 degrees outside with 90% humidity, guess who's not walking a mile? Yeah, not something that you want to even entertain. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I'm Unless sorry. Unless you want to have chiggers crawling up your, your yeah, pant legs. Yeah, I don't need chiggers in my crotch <laughs> to, to get Harry Potter energy. I, I hate so much that 
talking about triggers has become such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a topic so of conversation creepy. at dinner tonight with some of the neighbors. It was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> One of my neighbors was telling us about chiggers and how he got chiggers. It was epic. I love hearing about stuff like this. Zunner's wife sent sent him a meme that says an actual close-up <laughs> picture of Texas chiggers. <laughs> And I'm trying to figure out what the image is from. It's from your nightmares is what it's from. <laughs> it's so creepy. We're going to have to put it in the show notes because people need to see that. It's just, I, it it ain't right. It ain't right. I'm, I'm going to try to put it in Google and see if it'll come up. See if you can track down That's the just, origin. Oh my gosh. Yes. It looks so familiar. I It really does. I've seen it somewhere. It's from a movie or a TV show or something. It's, it's definitely from some movie. And of course, the Google, the little Google search with the images isn't working. Oh, nice. Google's failing us. Son of a gun, Google. I think it's interesting how we went from talking about Dr. Mario to Harry Potter Wizards Unite to Chiggers. It's just a, kind of a decel. I don't know what's happening. That's kind of how our brains work here, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> while we're talking about stuff just going off the rails, let's talk about DC Comics. Because DC Comics is awesome at going off the rails. And a lot of people are saying that they've completely lost their freaking minds right now. I don't know if you've read any of the Vertigo comics over the years, Colin. Uh, Vertigo, I have not. Vertigo came out in like 92, 93, some, somewhere around that time period with uh, titles like Sandman. I think Constantine is one of the one of the Vertigo titles. Kyle XY, I think, is one. I mean, they've had some really popular titles over the years. They've given a lot of really prolific comic book writers a platform as well. Guys like Neil Gaiman and Grant Morrison have have written under that imprint as well. And so it's kind of unfortunate, but DC announced late last week on Friday, actually, that beginning in January, any books that are currently published under the DC Zoom, DC Inc., or Vertigo imprints are now going to be assigned to the DC Kids, DC, and DC Black label imprints, which basically DC is just going to rebrand and everything is going to be a DC branded imprint. They're they're unifying their, their marketing. So everything is DC now. There is no more Vertigo. There's no, no more any of this other stuff. Dan DiDio, who's who's one of the big boss men over at DC, said, quote, we're returning to a singular presentation of the DC brand that was present throughout most of our history until 93 when we launched Vertigo to provide an outlet for edgier material. That kind of material is now mainstream across all genres. So we thought it was the right time to bring greater clarity to the DC brand and reinforce our commitment to storytelling for all of our fans in every age group, this new system will replace the age ratings we currently use in our material. And they're going to have three labels. As I said, they're going to have DC Kids, which will focus on readers 8 to 12. They're going to have DC, which is kind of their stuff now. It's going to be ages 13 and up, which is going to be the current DC universe of characters. And then they've got the DC Black label, which we've seen some of up to this point, and that's going to focus on stuff for more mature readers, uh, ages 17 and up, which is kind of where that Vertigo brand falls now. Um, That's kind of a big blow for a lot of people, but I kind of get why they're doing it. I understand why they're doing it. You know, you've got to have the singularity. If you're going to be DC Comics and you want all your titles recognized as DC Comics, I get it. You know, for the longest time, I didn't know that Vertigo was a DC Comics property. I didn't know that Constantine was a DC Comics character. I didn't know that a lot of these Vertigo properties were actually DC properties. So I understand why they're why they're doing that. We're going to see this happen at the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. People are understandably upset. Vertigo is 
You know, it's kind of a staple for a lot of comic fans. I've never read Vertigo titles. I've, I'm a comic fan, but I've always just kind of stuck with the DC branded books. I've never read Vertigo books. Nothing that they've offered has ever really grabbed my attention. I'm familiar with it. I'm familiar with Sandman. I'm familiar with Constantine. I'm familiar with with a few of them, but I've never read them. So, and all it's really doing is just returning it onto the same umbrella. I mean, it's yeah. it's underneath DC either way. So, just changing the branding of it, I don't think is going to have a huge impact on it at all. Yeah, I agree. And they're already doing stuff with the DC Black Label. They've got a new Harley Quinn book coming out. They were doing, uh, what was it, Batman Damned? I think is is that the one where they that where they showed his penis in a couple I, panels? I think so. Yeah. So yeah, I mean they've got the edgy stuff down with that. So I think they're going to be okay as far as not losing their edge and and. Losing the Vertigo brand. I, I hate to interrupt talking about Batman's penis, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I was able to do my Google image search. Okay. And first it, it turned into Mudkip, the Pokemon. Oh, okay. It was all search results based on that. It does kind of look what, like that. Well, yeah, but it's not what but it's not he's it. from. Yeah, it's not it. Yeah. Totally creepy. Still no clue what he's from. But yeah. So I decided this little alien looks like a baby. And it looks like it's just flesh, right? So I typed in baby flesh alien into Google to see what would happen. Oh my, the horrors. (laughs) (laughs) There's, There's like some Indian guy holding up a what looks like kind of a little person but when you zoom in it's it's like a frog but with like an alien face and it's literally human flesh colored but also looks like it was severely burned I don't know it's <laughs> it's weird um, it gets weirder there's a bunch of aliens that I think were like are babies that were painted to look like Avatar babies. Oh my goodness. Like their hair is specifically cut in an Avatar way. And then there's just uh, it just goes downhill from there. I mean we're talking weird misshaped dolls. We're talking bumps um, pushing out of people's <laughs> bodies. Uh, I, I, there's some predator stuff going on. Um, now predator, you're speaking of like the alien. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Not like As, child you can't, predators. You can't see, but I made my hand go up like it's puffing out of my stomach. <laughs> that would be aliens, but okay. Oh, I, yeah, I, aliens. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, same thing, right? So not child um, predators, but. And then I I don't know what this other one is. And I'm going to send you a link for it right now, Zonor, because it's just terrifying. And I don't know that you'd believe me if I even tried to describe it. There's no way to describe this thing. It's just horrifying. Now, you do realize that this all needs to be in the show notes. Oh, gosh. Because uh, we've got to share this horror yeah, with we our, can, with we our can listeners. We share it. Oh, These my images goodness. are not pleasing. What is this? I, I, don't, I don't know. What? And, like, it's covered in, in a blanket, kind of. Why? Why would? Why, oh. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. I don't, yeah, I don't, I, I, I just, I don't know. Oh my goodness. This is, <clears throat> this is the hill that I've gone down and there's no coming back. I'm changed forever. And I don't know what to do my, with myself in this moment because this is genuinely creepy as heck. This, this stuff is the stuff that's like truly made of nightmares Oh my goodness. I have to go to sleep after this. 
Oh my gosh. There's like... <laughs> There's some weird, like... It's it's called Yoko Alien Baby. And it's some chick in a, like, a comic strip. And she's just, like, flapping around her... Her pregnant belly. I don't... I don't know. I just... Nope. Oh. Okay, let's move on. This can't get good. Uh, Colin, I can't keep going down what this have you done? Hole. Okay, so so listener, <laughs> I'm just gonna say I apologize, <laughs> but you really got to check this out because wow, I don't I don't know that they really need to check it out. No, this is you stuff- can take our word for it. It's no, it's horrifying. This is something that needs to be seen. This oh is like. You know how when you're driving down the road and you see this horrific, horrific car accident, like with vehicles on fire and people running around in circles on fire and like maybe a couple meteors falling from the sky and, you know, there's an airplane that's falling from the sky and just like all manner of carnage that you've never seen before and you really know you shouldn't look at this because it's just terrifying and you're going to be traumatized for life for having looked at it. But you stop and you pull over on the side of the road and you can't stop looking at it. That's exactly what Colin, that's the rabbit hole that we're, that we're talking about here. I mean, this is, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, Colin, what have you done? I, I don't know. What have you done? This is um, a terrifying, terrifying rabbit hole. It's it's almost as bad as the uh, the Good Omens <laughs> uh, petition. And oh, oh, and I think it's way worse. I mean, no. I thought <laughs> it is worse. I thought I that the I, don't know. I thought that the people that started up this. Petition for Amazon to cancel Good Omens were like just horrible people. But no, I think you're horrible for this. Thank you. I appreciate that. No, speaking of that, you haven't seen Good Omens yet. I have Uh, not. I have not seen Good Omens. I guess it's a series on Amazon. I know that it was getting a lot of hype. It's got uh, Michael Shannon and David Tennant. So it got a lot of hype leading up to the start just because of, of who stars in it. I mean, David Tennant's fantastic and geeks love him because, you know, he was, he was a doctor. Let's, let's not forget that, <laughs> but it's based on Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett's fantasy novel from 1990, but it has really got some people riled up here. I guess a depiction of faith has has really touched a nerve to uh, or with the Return to Order campaign, which is an offshoot of the U.S. Foundation for a Christian Civilization. Now, I have never heard of this group. Uh, For some reason, I'm not surprised that a group like this exists. And I, I do not mean to make light of this group. I do not mean to make fun of this group. But... This group truly amazes me because twenty more than 20,000 people have signed an online petition for Netflix to cancel Good Omens because, quote, this is another step to make Satanism appear normal, light, and acceptable. My question on this is, one, have they seen the show? <laughs> so do they know that this is making Satanism appear normal, light, and acceptable? I haven't seen the show, so I can't speak to that. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. I have a feeling maybe it's not so much as they're thinking. Maybe it is. I don't know. I Like I said, I can't speak to it. My gut tells me probably not as much as they're thinking. Well, I'm going to guess they haven't seen it just because it's not on Netflix. That was going to be my second question. <laughs> Why are they asking Netflix to cancel this series? Because it is not a Netflix series. It's on Amazon Prime. It is an Amazon Prime series. So, yeah, that is hilarious to me. That would be like uh, me going to NBC and asking them 
to bring back Jericho or complaining to them for them canceling Jericho would probably be more appropriate since anybody could bring back Jericho. But complaining to NBC for canceling Jericho when it was actually CBS who canceled Jericho. But Amazon actually responded and said (laughs) that they will cancel Stranger Things if Netflix cancels Good Omens, which I think is actually hilarious. I think it's hilarious that Netflix jumped in on that, or excuse me, that the Amazon jumped in on this. Uh, I have not seen a response from Amazon, or excuse me, from Netflix to Amazon to see if they will, in fact, cancel Good Omens. So I, I really <laughs> so hope... So the Good Omens uh, Twitter actually replied to that tweet and said, sounds like a lot of paperwork. <laughs> and then has uh, one of the Good Omens guys saying, not my department. That's funny. So apparently... This this group once protested a blasphemous ice cream, which I don't know much about, but ice cream is not blasphemous. I'm just going to say that right now. Ice cream is quite heavenly. So we'll just leave it at that. But I really hope, I really hope that Netflix does not cancel Good Omens because if Amazon cancels Stranger Things, I'll be devastated because Season oh, three is pissed. almost here. It's almost here. <laughs> be terrible right before it releases. Sorry, guys. That, that would be we're devastating. Gonna, so we're going to cancel. Am- so Amazon, please do not cancel Stranger Things. That will ruin my 4th of July weekend. That would just absolutely ruin it. <laughs> Something that would make my 4th of July weekend pretty awesome, though, would be a Spider-Verse being announced in the MCU. Now, 4th of July weekend, the next Spider-Man movie comes out. So we've got Tom Holland, who does a really good job of being Spider-Man. And I actually, I love his Spider-Man. Out of all the all the people who've played Spider-Man on the big screen, including those who have played him in animated form, Tom Holland is my favorite. Far and away, he's my favorite. Oh, hands down. <laughs> Our uh, other podcast, Moves That Make Us, on the Stolen Droids Network, they recently talked about Spider-Man and the Spideyverse, and a big part of that discussion was, you know, who who actually is the best depiction of Spider-Man. And it's hands down across the board, Tom Holland. He's so young, he's energetic, he just brings such life to the character. Um, he's phenomenal. He really is. But if given the chance, he says he would love to make a live action Spider-Verse movie with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Now, Into the Spider-Verse was the animated feature that basically did that, where they brought in Spider-Men from different universes. We had Miles Morales. Yeah, I think that that was actually our real first look into what a multiverse could look like. Yeah, and we're getting the multiverse now with Spider-Man Far From Home coming out on the 4th of July weekend. And so why not do this? I think it would be a fantastic idea. You know, I could see Andrew Garfield being the washed up Peter Parker. I just see him because, I mean, let's face it, his movie sucked. (laughs) <laughs> but you know Toby Maguire he's older he's you know maybe he'd be the washed up version I don't know maybe he's the emo version I I see it as kind of a redemption for Toby Maguire uh in a sense being able to get past the <laughs> the terrible Spider-Man 3 and the horrible villain collection as there was and that emo scene of, of horrifyingness. Um, yeah, that was just besides terrible. Besides that, honestly, Tobey Maguire was one of my favorite Spider-Men. I thought he did a great job. Yeah. But of course, we fantastic. weren't really able to compare him to anything at that point. No. And then, you know, we we had Andrew Garfield, and I I felt like he did a decent job. I personally felt Tobey Maguire was better. See, my problem with Andrew Garfield was Peter Parker was, you know, he was the 
sciencey, nerdy, you know, loner, loser type guy. And I thought, I thought Tobey Maguire did that okay. He he did it a lot better than than Andrew Garfield, who you know he's out skateboarding. He's like the hip, cool kid, you know, wearing the skinny jeans and hey, look at me, I'm cool. Whereas you didn't get that vibe from Tobey Maguire at all. And I really I appreciated Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker and his Spider Man a lot more than Andrew Garfield's take on the character. Agreed. Whereas I feel Tom Holland really kind of captures both really well. He's just kind of this kid who is fumbling to get through life and screwing up at every take. Yeah, he's trying to to really come out and identify himself as an as an individual, but he's also super excited about these new powers and and what he can do for the world and it's amazing. Yeah, it's just fantastic. And you guys can listen to that Movies That Make Us uh, podcast episode. I believe the title was Too Many Titles. Yeah, it it actually was the newest version. <laughs> it's quite hilarious. Yeah, it, it just came out. And I, I think it was their best episode to date, to be oh, honest. Definitely. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, I think it would be awesome, though, to see a Into the Spider-Verse live action thing enter into the MCU. I really hope it happens. I'm doubtful that it actually will i would love it though think of how much money marvel would make off that though oh yeah hands down just think i mean that right there to see those three on on screen together i think it would be freaking awesome yeah i mean you're talking like money bags with dollar signs on it that's that's the kind of kind of money we're talking about there yeah that is that is like the best the best money maker ever other than this new tech idea, which they're doing in Japan, which I've actually got a better idea for them, but Japan is trying to save money. So let's let's talk some tech here real quick. So Japan is trying to save money by combating toilet paper theft. Oh, no, sorry. It's China. Excuse me. So China has a toilet paper theft problem in their parks, which, you know, I guess that's what happens in communist societies is you have people go into parks and steal toilet paper. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm seeing a correlation there. I've heard same things happening down in Venezuela, but they've started installing facial recognition devices that will distribute a certain amount of toilet paper. I think it was 28 inches. Is that is that how much? 28 inches? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. There are, yep, 28 inch strip. Uh, I'm not going to lie. There are, there are times where 28 inches for me, not sufficient. Yeah. Well, and you have to wait nine minutes. For more. Before you can get the next batch. So what happens? So it's like... You have bad Mexican, <laughs> you have bad Mexican food, and you're there, and you've used up your 28 inches. You got to sit and- You could be sitting there for like another hour. You got to wait nine quickly. minutes of air dry time. <laughs> quickly run out, <laughs> grab some. Pants around your ankles <laughs> in this park oh, and let it, so let it scan your face. Yeah, that's just a horrible situation. I've I've got a, an idea that's going to save them a ton of money. Bidets. Why are oh. why are they making their people use 28 inches of toilet paper like animals? Let them use bidets. Just install bidets in the park. Bidets are disgusting. No, bidets are what civilized humans should be using. No, 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 no. We've had this discussion. Is, I don't know how many is, times. I. <laughs> it's sad that this is a recurrence. Uh, no, what's sad I, is I that I have never used a stream a bidet. of water shooting up into my buttocks. <laughs> it it I've. I've never done it before, but I feel like it would make me feel violated, and I'm not okay with that. I want my my bathroom sessions 
to be clean and memorable. <laughs> oh, you'll remember this because it will leave you clean. No, that is uh, – There's a reason not. that that a lot of first world countries use bidets. <laughs> and maybe that's just the perception that I have because that's what that's what I've been led to believe. But I I think that that's the way to go. I don't want to stick my hand down there. <laughs> I, just not okay with this at all. I, I, and neither am I. That's why we need bidets. So China, get on it. Stop giving your people twenty eight inches of paper. And you know that that's one ply. You know they're not giving them no no two ply Charmin. That's I don't know the the video. It, it kind of looked like it was two ply. If it's two ply, it's like the two ply that's really just one ply that's been like sawed in <laughs> half that you get when you go to to some really crappy like public location. It's, it's just dissolving. When when you're wiping. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, just disintegrating. That's the worst. Oh, geez. Oh my goodness. But so so they used to they used to go through fourteen rolls of toilet paper per day. They are now down to four per day. Because nobody can that's wipe. That's insane. Well, because, <laughs> because people were stealing the toilet paper. Oh, geez. You know, though, if I'm going to steal toilet paper, I'm not stealing it from a public location that, I mean, that stuff's like sandpaper, dude. <laughs> I'm going to some swing. I mean, I've even been to nice hotels where the toilet paper is like sandpaper. There's a, so there's a reason that people prefer to do their business in the comfort of their own home. <laughs> because, you know, you have control over what's touching your delicate areas. And, yeah, public toilet paper is generally not something that you want touching your delicate areas. Well, public toilets are generally not something you want touching your delicate areas. But, oh, my goodness, that's just, I'm telling you, bidets, China, get on it. Beijing Parks Department, hey, Parks and Rec over in Beijing, you can do this. Bidets, that's the way to go. That's the way to go, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Um, there is a new study out and it's telling us something that really we've all known, but I'm, I'm young, young people are horny. Uh, um, There's really, there's really nothing new about this. Terrible way to say this. (laughs) That was the best way to say it, and you know that. No, no because now you just sound like a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sound like a pedophile. That's just that's just terrible. I can't believe you would say that. No, you're not a pedophile. But actually, horns are developing on young people's skulls. And researchers are blaming cell phone use, which I think is interesting. I, I mean, I've got neck problems and I, I've talked with my doctor about it. And he said that he's seeing this a lot with young people because of the fact that they're constantly looking down at their phones. I, he didn't mention anything to me, though, about, about horns actually growing on the back of people's skulls. But apparently research has shown that young people are developing horn-like spikes at the back of their skulls, which are actually just bone spurs. But they're caused by the forward tilt of the the head, uh, which shifts the weight from the spine to the muscles at the back of the head, which causes the bone growth uh, in the connecting tendon and ligaments. I don't know if they're doing that as kind of a way to offset the weight or if it's just kind of of calluses that are are growing. Now, how old are are these kids that they're doing these studies on? You know, I don't know that this article says. Um, because I would be interested in that. Is it is it kids with with tablets that are like toddlers? Is is it teens now? 
I would imagine that it's it's probably uh, teenagers would be my guess based on my conversations that I had with my doctor. They actually refer to to text neck in this article, which is something that my doctor referred to as well as as text neck, which you kind of lose that curvature in your spine right through your neck area. And that's something that I have, but mine actually comes from, you know, 20 years at sitting at a, at a desk with a bad chair and a bad computer setup, staring at a computer screen all day. In all honesty, though, it's probably a lot more like 30 years because let's face it, I've been playing video games at a PC a lot longer than I've been in IT. <laughs> I'm not going to make any bones about that. But it's interesting because they're they're calling, you know, these <laughs> the they're they're dubbing these head horns. Uh they're calling these phone bones. I mean, they're they're getting some interesting names. So it's it's kind of interesting though how technology is is morphing the human human body. What are we going to look like in 20 years? What are we going to look like in 50 years after this technology has has kind of evolved our body? You know, we've we've talked about about, you know, texting thumb. That's become a a thing. We used to call it uh I used to call it Nintendo thumb where you get tendonitis in your thumbs from playing too much Nintendo as a kid. Uh, There was one summer where I had that really bad and it kind of sucked. But I'm interested, you know, what's going to happen with this? Is this going to become, become something that people actually start to notice? You, You look at somebody's back of their head and you start to see these weird bony protuberances at the base of their skull sticking out. It, it's interesting to see how, how tech is changing us. Uh, I don't think a bidet is going to fix that. Uh, but speaking of tech, the Raspberry Pi 4 just came out. Dude, it's looking sick. This is something that I have been waiting for for a long time, and it didn't sound like it was going to come out anytime soon. No, it, it just hit randomly. Yeah, everything that I've seen has, has basically said, oh, yeah, it's not coming out anytime in the near future. And then, boom, all of a sudden, there's a Raspberry Pi 4 available for purchase now. And it's a big upgrade. Yeah, what, uh, what makes this uh, Raspberry Pi different from the rest is... For a while now, uh, the previous versions have been stuck at uh, 512 megabytes of RAM or a gig. We're now able to see from one gig to four gigs, which is a huge upgrade for for this little system that can do so many different things. They are uh, switching that uh, RAM from DDR2 to DDR4, so huge bump there as well. It's coming with a larger micro SD card, uh, which will have the noobs operating system already installed on it. We're getting gigabit Ethernet instead of Ethernet over USB uh, 2.0. We're getting two uh, USB 3.0 ports, a USB-C power brick, which I thought was interesting for a move there. And then they're moving from Bluetooth 4.2 to Bluetooth uh, 5.0. And finally, the HDMI ports, uh, we are getting uh, two display ports that will be able to support up to 4K uh, at 60 60 frames per second. Yeah, and that's going to be two micro HDMI ports. They're doing away with the full-size HDMI port. That is freaking amazing. My Raspberry Pi got damaged in our move to Texas somehow. I I was actually going to buy a new Raspberry Pi. 3B plus, I think, is what I was going to get. Was that the one? I, I don't know. The, the newest one that was available, I was actually going to order here in the next couple of weeks because I want to get a new, I want to put uh, Plex on it and have that be my Plex server as opposed to using my uh, desktop as my Plex server because 
If you've been listening to the show the last couple of weeks, you know that my desktop is kind of dead. The hard drive has kind is, of as in it's definitely dead. Yeah, the hard drive has kind of decided that it needs to take a nap for a while, and for a while we mean like permanently. Hey, rest in peace. But yeah, it's it's dead. But I I've been thinking that. My kids love Plex, and I've got so many things on my Plex Plex server and on my external hard drive that I really need to get Plex up and running. And a Raspberry Pi is is a great way to do that. And so I figured I'd get the new Raspberry Pi, I'd get a new Raspberry Pi, and just run Plex on it. But now, I mean, running Plex off off of a four gig Raspberry Pi. I mean, I see that just being a sweet thing. And the four gig model is only going to cost me 55 bucks. I mean, that's not bad at all. And, you know, you can run a Minecraft server off of, off of a Raspberry Pi as well if you want to. My kids are constantly asking me to do that. I can pick up one and set my kids up with a, with a Minecraft server as well. And they'll be able to play Minecraft. Of course, they don't have a PC to play it on since my computer just died. <laughs> but I can do the <laughs> I can do the server for them. Well, and and here's the thing about Raspberry Pis: there are so many different projects that you can create. A lot of people run their smart homes based off of them. Um, it's great for wireless print servers, um, media centers. Uh, you can you can do retro gaming on them at work. A couple jobs ago, we actually had uh, an arcade box that we had purchased from some random company and put in a uh, Raspberry Pi and hooked it up with the joysticks inside. And we had uh, NES, uh, SNES, sixty four, uh, PlayStation games, uh, you name it. We we pretty much had it. And it was tight. Um, you can do a lot of robotics, um, stop motion. You can create your own FM radio station, uh, web servers. I mean, the sky's the limit as far as uh, the amount of projects that you can do with these things. Yeah, it is. It is amazing what you can do with these. They are they are fantastic, and it's interesting because it's it's really a project that came about as something designed to teach people how to code. It, it was really something that was just there so that people could learn how to program. And now it's, I mean, like you said, it's for everything. It's really a versatile little piece of hardware. And if if you're interested in you know, really doing anything. One of my favorite projects with it is running Pi-hole, using that as a as a network ad blocker, and just shutting down all of the all of the ads on my network. It's fantastic for that. I absolutely love it. I am so pleased, so pleased to see that this is out. And like I said, it completely snuck up on us. I'm probably going to give it a few weeks before I pick one up just because of the fact that I want some of these projects that I want to do to be developed, you know, be updated and, you know, be able to take advantage of, of some of the, the new specs and some of the new benefits of the Raspberry Pi 4. But I'll tell you what, man, as soon as I can, I'm going to start implementing some of the some of those onto my network with the Raspberry Pi 4 cuz this is this is a significant upgrade and it just snuck right up on us and it could not have come at a better time for me. I am just happy as can be. Um but yeah, I think that that is our show for this for this week. But tell us what you think, listener. Are you going to be picking up a Raspberry Pi 4? Uh, do you have any Raspberry Pi 4 projects that you guys have, or Raspberry Pi projects, I should say, that you've been working on or that you've done? What kind of stuff have you done with it? Uh, have you ever used a bidet? <laughs> I want to know what your experience is with them. Please tell us about your bidet experiences. 
we 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 won't we won't get into your chigger experiences, but you know you can you can send those to us if you want. Uh, what do you think about DC killing off Vertigo and and uh, Spider Verse coming to the MCU? You know, send those thoughts to us at feedback at stolendroids.com. Also, if you have any tech related questions, send those our way too. I was chatting with one of our listeners who's been a listener for a long time. And he said that he does like hearing those questions come in. So if you have any of those, feel free to send them to us. We're happy to help answer those. Colin and I have both been in IT a long time, and we're happy to give you our thoughts and and do what we can to help answer those questions that you may have. And if you have not done so already, please go ahead and subscribe to Stolen Droids Podcast wherever you get your podcast from. We are on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio. I mean, we're pretty much wherever you get your podcasts at. And while you're there, go ahead and leave us a rating and review. We are doing a thing right now where if you do leave us a review, send us an email letting us know. We'll put you into a drawing for a free T-shirt. And that that's what we were doing, wasn't it? Calling free T-shirt? That is free T-shirt. Uh, sweet. I remembered. That swag. Yes, we we are giving away swag, and our shirts are nice. I like our I, I like our stolen droids shirts. They're cozy. They are nice. They are they are very cozy. And don't forget to check us out on social media. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Stolen Droids. And then from stuff in between episodes, check us out at StolenDroids.com. And Colin mentioned it earlier, but also check out Movies That Make Us podcast. If you like movies. That is a podcast that you definitely want to listen to. They do a great job over there. And they will be doing uh, Toy Story 4 here, I believe, on their next episode, which I think comes out where you'll listen to this. So if you've already listened to them, hey, good job. If you haven't listened to them, they just did Toy Story 4. You might want to go check it out after you've seen Toy Story 4. And uh, that episode is actually fantastic. I was actually guesting on it. So you can hear my voice more or... Yeah, I I miss those days of when I was able to guest host on those shows. That's what you get for moving away. I know it's (laughs) I'm I'm kind of ostracized now. I'm so alone (laughs) in the Texas wilderness. Uh, But until next week, when we'll be back with another episode. uh, Thanks for listening and to be good to each other. Hasta luego. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.